Hi, I'm Cormac. And I'm Stuart. And this is Console Chronicles. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode. Everything is back as it should be. Everything is back as it should be. We're remote again, which is fantastic. It actually makes you think, like flashbacks to COVID. Oh, don't start that stuff again. No, I can't be doing that. Like quizzes and stuff. Like they were great quizzes, but oh my God. Trying to get everyone to mute up is a waste of time. I was I was just um, telling the story the other day about my old company for people's birthdays at the monthly all hands. You'd have to all sing happy birthday to these people. Oh, they throw no. like a list up on the screen so you'd all read off the list. And they did it through COVID. So they'd be like unmute. And it was like unmute or you're getting singled out. No. It was just fantastic to have like 90 odd people unmuted singing happy birthday off key for like... 90 seconds of pure current half of them lagging out and it's like one fella's finished the other fella's only after starting <laughs> yeah oh. like someone's starting on fucking like helen and then they're already down to john that's chaos but yeah you know what it's fun and i will say it's different again even though it was only one episode that we done together by the end of the episode it felt much more natural than at the start i know at the start it was kind of yeah. like oh who goes who, who do we look at and normally we're looking at screens and we're having this, suddenly this podcast where we have to look each other in the eye. And it was like, oh shit, what do we do here? Uh, so then we went back to looking at the screens and pretending like the other person wasn't in the room. And that went quite well. It did. That's how we operate best. But this week, we got a little bit to go over. We got a little bit of news. We got a review that we both have got the opportunity to, to play. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And um, we, we also have to do our, our spin the wheels. To see what our choice of game is. Yeah, we'll get into the details of that as it comes. So I've actually heard some of the news this week, but Juan, what did you hear? I suppose it wouldn't be a podcast without Diablo 4 being mentioned. So we'll kick it off with Diablo. Let's go straight forward. Probably nobody listening plays Diablo, but there you go. That's what we're here for. So Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass in March. That's been confirmed. So it's the top tier one, I'm assuming, is it? I believe so. Well, they're not likely being... to give it, they're not likely to give it to the entry game pass that comes with twenty five games. I don't suspect it's going in there. Yeah, it's interesting. It's going to be uh, like Activision's first game since the acquisition to move on to Game Pass, and I think safe bet. Yeah, I suppose it is. Like, but do you know what? I think the game is. They either need to do something major with it, or it's running out of steam really, really quickly. Mm. Yeah, I because. See that. I, p- I picked the game up, I played it. The gr- I'm like, oh, cool. I'm not grinding to level 100 again. And then like the, the hours required to do it are just crazy. And to know, and it's kind of really demotivating to know in say three months or whatever the season pass is, or the season is, it's gone again and start again. It's not appealing. You know, it really isn't appealing. It's not like, it's a lot of fun, but it's an endless grind, which I suppose is what the game is. But but you've done it once, like it's it's tough, and I don't think with the new season there was too much really to draw us no. in. Seasonal events as well have been quite. We spoke about it, played it. It's it's underwhelming to say the least. I heard a really good suggestion would be that for the Eternal Realm, um, that the current season actually moved to the Eternal Realm temporarily, so that those who had played the current season and are just getting towards the end game stuff. If they were given like another three months in the eternal realm where no, nothing changed, it just had the basic stuff. Um, yeah. So that you could be given six months then potentially to play one certain season in case you liked that season a lot. I thought that was a really good idea, but I think like that the three month periods or whatever time it is, it's a lot of grind. 
it's not a lot of fun. It's a lot of rinse and repeat. A hell of a lot of rinse and repeat. And look, most games are like COD is rinse and repeat. Most of them are that have that kind of multiplayer aspect or do the same thing slightly different, but not feeling it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. When we'll see, we'll see what happens. But it's definitely taken a step down in our playlist. I stopped playing it. Yeah, I haven't played it much. Well, played it last week, but that was. I think I got to level sixty-five with my character this season, and I'm just I'm over it. Like it's it's like that. Like the motivation was there to start with, and then it dwindles when you hear the feedback, and then you get to the stage where it's like, oh, am I going to get 100 levels in a couple of months? Probably not. Is there much point in me going through just to waste a character at the end? Probably not. And then I'll wait till next season then. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. The game might get a new lease of life when it lands on Game Pass if it gets a whole new player base off that, potentially. I'd say that's what they're going for, for sure. And kind of controversially, again, Blizzard has come up being... Let's say a little bit too greedy for their own too good. You mean game companies out to steal our money? I know, right? I'm going to send you a link for for this. It's basically a cosmetic mount bundle and it costs $65. Ah, fuck off. Now, the reason this is so controversial is because the game only costs $42. This mount, cosmetic, it's a pretty mount and it comes with 7,000 platinum, which is the key thing here. The platinum is probably worth about 50 60 dollars by itself but to have a mount in-game currency costing more than the base game itself what is this a mobile game like yeah it's a little much isn't it yeah no that's absolutely hilarious now it it does say it kind of it's like 65 50 65 dollars or so uh worth of the platinum so it's about the same amount of in-game currency the actual mount itself doesn't seem to be costing that much but how many people are buying that size of in-game currency pack like there's not that much to spend it on it's just more cosmetic items and i i can rate just having in-game currency for skins only and not having a pay to win feature but that seems a bit absurd it does like i I was looking at some of the in-game cosmetic outfits and they go up to like 30 35 dollars which is way past the realm of this is even possibly worth it because, again, a lot of people change class every season. The items are locked in specific class. But this is just like we, we, we spoke previously about the paid DLC that's going to come up at the end of this year and how much they were thinking about charging for that and that possibly going up to $100 or euros. This is a sign that that's becoming more and more. That's where the game is going. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that, but we'll see where it goes. We will. We'll see where it goes. And moving on to more money-hungry things, um, we've got news this week about about the PlayStation 5 supposedly coming to the end of its life cycle. Which... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, It feels like the PS5 only came out like six months ago. And that could be me getting old and life passing me by. I don't know. But it feels like a new console. It was like four years ago, four years this year. But I think it's way too soon for them to be talking about end of life. A lot of people I know still play on PS4, you know, and they, yeah, because like you think about Hogwarts Legacy came out PS4, new AAA titles are coming out on PS4. So the PS4 is clearly still an active console. If that makes sense. And I know technically the, the Microsoft or the Xbox 360 only got shut down not too recently. Their their online store got is is, yeah. is getting shut down or got done recently. This year, yeah. So that's a while back for a store to still be up. But 
Not only is the store still up on the PlayStation 4, developers are actively developing games for it. I think that's coming to an end now, though, because you're seeing all the new games coming out and they are for next gen only. I I think it comes down to a lot of developers as well. They don't have the resources to make it Mm. on old gen platforms and support it on old gen platforms while keeping the ideas and the design for next gen. Yeah, fair. But I I don't know. It's... It was weird. They had an earnings call Sony did last week or so. And yeah, basically the article reads that the sales are slowing down. Um, it sold about a million units less than what Sony were anticipating. So the solution is bring out another one. But yeah, senior vice president came out and confirmed that the PS5 is entering, quote, the latter stage of its life cycle. And then it means that more emphasis is going to be placed on, quote, the balance between profitability and sales. Which means that, yeah, they're going to come after probably PS5 Pro, keep that for two, three years, and then PS6. You can only imagine Xbox are going to react to the same thing, so it's not just going to be Sony. Possibly, possibly. And I know, but like that, most of the Xbox games that are released now are Series SX compatible. They have like a compatibility thing on top of the boxes even, Mm -hmm. that the discs will work in both consoles. So even in the the Xbox One, I hate using the word series, the Xbox One line of consoles Mm -hmm. and the series line of consoles, games are released on disc for both consoles at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, So... If they turn around and say they're they're releasing an Xbox, it won't match their current plan at all. What does that like? People are buying games today for their console that works today and is essentially going to be obsolete mm-hmm. in a year's time. Like that's that's difficult to wrap your head around that you can be buying current content that will. I suppose actually now that I think about it, I bought a GameCube like three months before they were discontinued and. I couldn't get games for it. So it happens. Like It absolutely does. It's interesting because Sony also came out and said that they have no major releases from existing franchise titles planned for this fiscal year. So oh. we might see some new IPs launching from them. But other than that, there's nothing until 2025 so maybe they're treating this year as kind of like a little bit of a gap year maybe because it's interesting like a development of a game takes a while it's not just like a year's project it's three four years and if your console length is only lasting five years that's putting a lot of pressure on developers to start developing a game when the console is released and i know you can get developer kits and there's all sort of extra stuff like that that give them a leg up it's not they're not buying public release consoles i get that but technically if i'm looking at a console that's two years old three years old and i think i have an idea for a game there's no point in me developing it for that console if i know no. but it's going to take three years to develop this game but the console only has two years left in its lifespan i guess i wait it's a good point but bigger question to that is if you're going to develop a ps6 what's the selling point on it because technology hasn't evolved enough to get above like i know we're 4k 30 fps stable you could get that to 60 fps but that's really what a pro would do Hmm. where's the next big thing the big differentiator to say this is a generational leap because right now i don't think there's anything been done or been developed in the last three years that's like oh wow we had this in a console yeah one of the biggest steps and jumps on this generation of the the series and the playstation consoles was the solid state drive jump 
Yep. So all of them shipped with solid states instead of disk drives, which was a huge improvement. And I know the upgradability of the PlayStation had the M.2 slot on it and that kind of stuff. But like if they release a console that can do 8K at 60 frames, great. How many people have an 8K TV at home? That's the thing. It's like 4K is only coming into households now. And even at that, I would associate console gaming with more casual gamers. Yeah. So the amount of people that are going to like go out and buy a nice 4K telly for their PS5 or their Xbox Series X. Again, you have such a slim margin. Who's going to go and do 8K telly for that? Because you've no Apple TVs or Fire TVs that can support 8K. Streaming on it, I don't think, maybe in the US, it's it's available, but it's definitely not worldwide available. Mm-hmm. So you're asking people to spend a lot of money on a very expensive monitor, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, fair. But we don't know what it's going to be in two years' time, but I don't see there being monstrous breakthroughs uh, that will make kind of a notable difference. No. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's interesting because just looking at it here, so the PS2 had six years between that and the PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3 had seven years between that and the PS4. And... I was also like, it's really interesting to hear Sony are making this move based on their sales figure dropping when it came out like last month about the dominance that PS5 has had over Xbox. And they basically said in 2023, it was a two to one ratio of the PS5 and the series. Oh, I hear so many more people buying PlayStations than series consoles. It's weird. 100%. It's, it's weird. So like, I think it's safe to say they're dominating the console mm-hmm. at industry at the moment and the ps5 is up there compatible with like say pc hardware so is the xbox so mm. it's like yeah really you really want to go in on something else to hope to get that you know 20 percent of your 50 percent ps5 player base onto the next one just to get fractional differences on top of everything the developers have still almost always underperformed on launch of new games on next-gen consoles. There hasn't mm-hmm. been a smooth launch, really. No. no, I agree. I agree. There's there is that kind of gap of quality to quantity situation. Yeah. And they, yeah. it could be the pressure. But I say, when it comes to their dominance, I don't dispute it. I am an Xbox person, but we're the only people that I know that own a series console. I don't know a mm. single other person that owns an Xbox series console. Never mind the Series X. There's even the Series S. I don't know anyone who owns the Series S. I actually seen Virgin Media. I think we're giving them away oh, with like, what? if you got, yeah, if you, I, I seen it in Galway it was, it was like, if you join with a 24 month contract, we'll give you an Xbox Series S. Like that was just insane to me. Throwing it out, yeah. But you can't, they can't give them away. One thing we're going to move on to, we're going to talk about a game that's just come out and oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a game that Xbox players won't have had the opportunity yeah but uh hell divers 2 your long-awaited game since the beginning yeah. of this podcast has finally released and you've got your hands on it yeah can we move on <laughs> do we have to talk about it we have to talk about it yeah oh my god okay so we've both played the game we've played it together so we both know roughly what the other person's experience was so do you want to go first you or yeah i go first um get very similar experiences but I want I put in a little bit more time and I played with a lot more randoms, I think, than you have. 
So I'm going to come in and say it was a really rough launch for anyone who doesn't know the servers were up and down. Um, matchmaking was virtually impossible unless you had friends that you were playing with. Um, there was a lot of downtime, but that was that, that was the launch week. And I'm sure we'll get into it in a minute um, in more details. But the core gameplay is fantastic. It's casual, lighthearted fun. And... I love the way it takes the piss on itself. Like I did not see the movie, the storm is it stormtroopers, uh, starship troopers, starship troopers. I have not seen the movie, but it it's based on that essentially. And it's one of the nicest communities I've met gaming in a long time so far. So I'm really enjoying everything about it. It looks beautiful, you know, get the servers back in good working fashion. And I think I think we're on for a winner here. Fair. I, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you've said, to be very to be very fair and very clear to the game. I, I don't think you've you've been too critical. And I just want to preface as well. My experience has been only with PlayStation, while yours has been only with PC. Funny it's a Sony developed game, huh? I know. Um, I think they're onto something. I think you might be. So I had a I had a similar yet very different experience of the game. So my first interaction with the game before it even launched, actually, I'm wrong, on the second launch, went downhill altogether, game over. So I launched the game to make sure it was working, okay? And then it ran me into like cutscene after cutscene. There was all the intros to the games uh, and stuff like that. And I had to go. So I think, you know, part of it could have been me, but I had to go. So I had to quit the game. I said, look, I need to quit the game. I got to go. I don't want to miss these cutscenes. I want to see them. I want to come back to it. Cool. Came back to it an hour later. And it was downloading 1.3 gigs, but it was patching 16 or something. I don't know what it was. It was patching the whole game. And it ran through twice. It downloaded the whole game and patched the whole game and gave errors and wouldn't launch. I had to delete the entire game re-download as fresh start from scratch so with the internet i have not being the worst it didn't take too long but if i was living somewhere with not as strong a wi-fi i'd be pissed i'd be so pissed you'd be getting a refund you wouldn't be reinstalling yeah i wouldn't be doing it like it just to, to go through that download again now it's not the biggest game in the world but it's still frustrating so got into the game cool played a couple of games played you had already played when i joined you so i got a bit of guidance there i do say the game itself is a co-op or multiplayer game i absolutely rate that they have a better multiplayer aspect than the first one the first one was very hit and miss you you kind of had to jump in send out an sos and hope someone came to you whereas now for the most part if you start a mission before you've even landed in the mission you might get two or three people in with you it's very very good in that way I do like that. Um, it lives up to everything it was going to be. A running gun and shooting crazy chaos. Accidental team killing, which we'll get on to shortly. All sorts of stuff like that. Game is what it, I thought it would be. I then launched it the second day. Turns out PC players can't launch it with Bluetooth headphones connected because that's the thing. <laughs> so once I launched the game with Bluetooth headphones... My, compu my computer audio, the entire audio on the computer crashed. So I had to restart the computer, couldn't figure out what was going on, disconnected my Bluetooth headphones, started it up again. It launched perfectly fine. I could play the game. I could hear people. 
I even considered playing the game with no audio because that's how much I wanted to play the game. And it was it was it was almost happening. But I, I, I was doing some Googling. I checked the forums. I checked the bug reports. I could see it was a thing. So I changed that and I got in. Right. We played together that day. I played again solo on a day you weren't around. Right. Yep. That went about as well as you can expect. I went on. Yeah, they have like metal system to unlock the battle pass. It's actually quite progressive. It works quite well. So I'm, I'm happy with it. But went on daily challenge. Kill three chargers. Uh, is two chargers per mission. I done two full missions. I killed two chargers. I then started the next mission. I killed two more chargers. I extracted. I got zero mission progress. It didn't go up at yeah, all. Yeah, that was a bug. That's a bug for PC. Yeah, yeah. I've known that an hour ago. And after wasting an hour of my time. Yeah. Because it's probably 20 minutes a mission, give or take. It's 20 between, to 40 minutes, yeah. Between dying and moving. it was, And I was doing these pretty quick. Um, Actually, when I respawned, you know that you can guide your pod back in? Yeah, I landed my pod on the charger. Nice, and it works. But anyway, like it, I, it came up. It charged my made sure it was the right thing, but didn't progress. And that was my daily quest, which was fifteen tokens, give or take. It's about four missions that I would have got worth of rewards that I just didn't get, and I just quit the game. I was so pissed off with it. I was done. I was like, it's three times now I've tried to play it. It's just been a disaster. I still love the game. I still want to play it. So I think that speaks a lot to. Yeah, but. The PC version is very rough around the edges. It's just a bit buggy. It's a shame, but it's still a really fun game. Absolutely. And I think, give it a couple of weeks, I'm sure these bugs will be ironed out. You know, the devs have been super open with communication. They've been working nonstop through, like, the weekend, and in the US in particular, with Super Bowl weekend. That's a big deal for a lot yeah. of Americans, so a lot of people would have had time off. They worked through that to get the servers back up to a stable state. But honestly, it's a lot of fun. It's really challenging. Oh, so challenging. It's so oh tricky, God. like so tricky. It's a lot of fun with mates. We're going to put up a few videos on our socials this week so you can see some of the activities we got up to. But 100% would recommend. Tell I have it. Don't know. Tell them what happened. Wait, which, which time? There's a couple of... The one time... Where I was playing with Stuart and Seamus and he both died. I was the only one left at extraction. Called you both back in. Got all the way around. Was walking up to the ship. And who hits me with a shotgun to the face as I land on the ship? We do have a clip of it. It's really bad quality. But my body extracts. I don't. But my body does. Because just as I'm about to step foot in the ship, Shu shoots me. Well, we'll now, post I had the almost video. no health, like fair. I, you didn't. You, it's one shot to the elbow, the, not a shotgun to the face. Little it's shot. Literally a ricochet but to like, the elbow. Uh, it's chaotic. The amount of times I've killed like random people accidentally and everyone's still to be like they'll bring you back in everyone's very patient like i think what you said the community is very good in it it does remind me similar to that of sometimes the diablo community that people want to help you not everyone's out there to to make your life difficult and people will help and i would say i got a guy who killed me i was doing a mission with four people or three people full mission and he killed me three times uh, by mistake i i assume i don't know whose idea it was to call in an airstrike on the extraction point because oh, that was just yeah. fucking helpful. Um, and then he killed me another time with an airstrike again. And then he shot me. I was just standing there. So I'll not lie. 
I call in the ship. We extracted. <laughs> As we were getting on, I gunned him down. Then but I set no. foot on the ship. So that starts the extraction countdown. Yeah. His friends couldn't get him back down in time. His, his help pod didn't redeploy in time. And the three of us extracted, he didn't. And then I quit the game in case I got given out to. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, so you I fully, like, keyboard messages. warrior, chicken out and fucking ran away. <laughs> but he pissed me off so much that I just, I gave him the little, you know, the SMG uh, pistol thing you have. Yeah. I just gave him a clip of that and just jumped onto the ship. <laughs> he pissed me off so much. But at the end of the day, he never gave out. Like, oh, I did have to sit through the, um, you know, the loading back to the ship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No one said a thing. Yeah. No messages, no response, no nothing. You know you're getting into the game that has, you know, friendly fire on. And pe- people know that. Exactly. And one thing I'll say is that the Arrowhead CEO did come out and say that they would never, ever add a PvP mode into the game because that will create a toxic community, which is what they're looking to avoid. And if you yeah. want to play a PvP extraction shooter, go play Tarkov. So... Do you know what? Oh, no. I have I no problem that. with that. Yeah. All right. That. That's no not problem. what the game is. We're not doing it for you. It's not what we're here for. We're here, here to make a PVE game. Oh my god! <laughs> I watched the video of them putting the flag oh, in the in the bug. It's amazing. They're so clearly struggling. Being like, oh, hold on, just we can do it again. There you go. It's ah no, it's it's really good. It laughs at itself. It's a fun game. It's that, but don't play it if you're planning on playing solo. Not gonna work for you. Don't do it. Uh, if you're on PlayStation, it will. It will work. It will. Work. Oh, Although, you can find games, yeah. But I see you can set the game to friends only when matchmaking, and it can be just you playing solo. Don't don't do that under do any that circumstance. Really rough, really rough time. But um, yeah, we'll bring you a lot of more uh, news. I don't think this is something we're gonna put down quickly. So we'll keep you guys updated and. Okay, and the last thing we wanted to touch on was, of course, last week we mentioned that we were going to be trialing out a new way on which we can expand our horizons and kind of play some games that maybe we haven't touched on or even considered before. Do you know what? There was a really good opportunity for a segue there. And no, I unfortunately don't have Horizon on your list. And we can't expand your horizons. Uh, so there was an, a really good opportunity there. And I was like, can I, do you think I can adjust the wheel that quick? And I was like, nah, it's not happening. No, but um, yeah, essentially what's going to happen is we're going to spin a wheel. We both made a wheel of 10 games each for the other person based on their libraries. And we're going to spin the wheel. The person will have to then play an hour of that game and report back on next week's episode on their experiences. I, I personally say an hour. At least. At least. At least. To the best of your ability. If you're, you know, if you're 50 minutes in and you're absolutely miserable. Okay. Fair enough. But you got to give it at least an hour when, if you can, if you really just cannot do it, which I couldn't do with little Orpheus, I just had to let go because my, finger from holding down the d key going right was actually sore um but do your absolute best i think it's we're, we're only human i think is the official phrase but uh without further ado do you want to uh do you want to see your wheel yeah so we're gonna we're gonna do a quick screen share so we can see each other's wheel and make sure there's no cheating happening no respins or anything nothing like that <laughs> so i went through the playstation plus and I tried to pick out the 
kind of some big games, some decent games, some fun games, some stuff that might stand out. And if I'm honest with you, the website from PlayStation Plus, the browse what's on PlayStation Plus is awful. I tried to click A to Z and it kept giving me ads for other stuff. I was like, no, I just want A to Z. Let me see what you have. So I had to click random letters and try and pull out games that looked okay. So you got lazy and all the titles are, are A titles. Yeah. Actually, it's not a single A title. I think I, sh- I shied away from it, maybe. Because I was like, hey, that's too obvious. Move to something else. Okay. Let's spin. Three, two, one. Oh, that spins faster than I thought it would. Oh, oh you fucking what? kidding me. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Gigantosaurus, the game? I don't know. It's some really weird anime-looking game. I can't believe you got the last of us on the first fucking spin. <laughs> Oh my god. Minimum man. an hour. A minimum an hour. A minimum an hour. It takes about two hours to download the fucking game. We'll see. Well oh, that's that's god. our games. We have a week to turn around. I've been fucking robbed, man. <laughs> Please. I've got Gigantosaurus. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like so much more fun. Under threes video game like. <laughs> we'll we'll give them a go. We'll report back next week on how we get on. And yeah, we'll kind of keep at it. We'll record little snippets of it um, so that we can post on socials as well, just so our listeners can see the fantastic games. 75 fucking gigs, man. That's the size of a good game nowadays, is 75 gigs. This is an old game, is it not? No, it only came out last year. It's the remastered. It's old remastered. Ah, new pictures on an old game. Basically, yeah. Fuck off. You're going to love it. Stop. You're going to love it. Right, anything else before we sign off? No, I think that's it. I think I'll, uh, we'll see how it goes and we'll see what the news is next week. Love that, love that. Okay, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next week. Go on, I'll take, talk to you then. Don't know why I said that.